0: I'm Jess.
1: And I'm Tiff. And we're your Curious Cousins.
0: Where we talk about everything kooky and spooky in the state of Oklahoma.
1: Welcome to episode 50 or
0: episode one, season two. Woo! We're back. I, it feels like it's been forever. It has. It it's only been like a month. I
1: know. But it. I mean, so much has happened in the last month. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. So, uh Yeah. Hi guys, how are
1: you? It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good. And um, all of y'all been supportive of us, mm-hmm. taking our break. And even the sweet ones who have reached out are like, I can't wait for you guys to come back. I listened to you on our drives. That's so and humbling. And
0: the new listeners that we've that yes, reached out, yes. which is it's awesome. so
1: humbling. And so thank you. Welcome, cousins.
0: Yeah. Welcome back.
1: Yes. Welcome back. It's
0: good to be back. Yes. Yeah. How are you? I'm really tired, honestly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This week I've just been it's just been I've been tired. Yeah. How about you?
1: I'm I'm good. It um, you know, I've jumped headfirst into year number eleven at my school and mm-hmm. teaching fifth graders and teaching science to fifth graders. And it's been really good. It's been really good. I have a really good group this year and i'm just excited they're real excited and <laughs> i now it's it's very odd because now i um have a reputation as a like i'm a well established and known uh-huh. teacher and so um i've gotten to the point now the last several years that i've had children who have seen me since pre-k uh-huh. and have finally gotten the opportunity to have me and it's just and it's just it's it's like humbling and i love it i just love how Apparently I have this like reputation (laughs) and, um, for the most part, I think it's all good. But, um, and then also, you know, you always get the siblings and, Uh you know, you've already have established relationships with their families and that's always a good thing too. Well,
0: speaking of siblings. Oh, so my brother and my niece had birthdays while we were off. So I have to shout out to Jeff and Anna. Happy late birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but uh, tomorrow, when this comes out, Happy Birthday, Jane. Happy Birthday, Jane. That's my Yay. big brother. He turns yes. forty. Lordy, Lordy! So, happy birthday to him! I hope Yay. he has a great day. I hope you have a great day, James. So Anyway, and then your friend Jenny. Well, yes. I mean, I uh, we're friends too. Yes, my best, friend, my best friend Yesterday Jenny. Yesterday was yes, her yes,
1: birthday. birthday, and so. so Happy birthday, Jenny! She's a long time listener too. Yeah, she is. Um, and then of course my niece had a birthday also.
0: I know. It's just been like I don't think
1: she listens, but I know her mom does. So one thing. Okay, my sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one birthday after another. Right, it like right. It's busy. So, so much has happened, I feel like. So anyway. Yes. Happy birthday to all of y'all. Yes, happy birthday, all y'all. Gosh. We have October yes. 14th. We have our um oh gosh.
1: Art Deco Yeah Ghost Tour. Downtown
0: right? Tulsa Art Deco Ghost Walking Tour. Yes. Ooh, and luckily so it's at ten thirty in the morning.
1: <laughs> you so. can clearly see who scheduled it.
0: Well, honestly, <laughs> I think all they had were like morning yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. So Anyway, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think it I'm will be too. I'm excited about that.
1: So, and we got to we got to go on a Jeff Provine tour. Oh yeah, that's the haunted right. Oklahoma City we walk. Did, he guys. signed both of our books for it was us. So much fun! It was so fun. His knowledge of. Just the history. I could have just listened to him talk oh, about yeah. just the history. I was not even the ghosty part. Yeah, of just it. the
0: history of like downtown and bricktown. Like it was just so interesting. Right.
1: So um I highly recommend signing up for one of his Oklahoma City
0: tours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the Norman area, go to the he's got a Norman one and I feel I like a even
1: this gal here who bleeds orange (laughs) could probably suck it up for one night and go to Norman if they'd have me. (laughs) That's
0: so gracious of you. (laughs)
1: Yes. I will grace Norman with my presence.
0: Uh, It's fine. I think that's really what we have coming up. Oh, I did get summoned for jury duty. So I have that in October.
1: If it were me, I would be so excited.
0: Well, okay. Here's the thing. This is my fourth time to be summoned. (laughs) I've never been Twice summoned. I got out of it because I was away at college. Yes. So I was able to get out of it. Um, and then I think it was about like nine years ago was the last time I was summoned. Yeah. So like... And the there's likelihood, like a lot more people out there, so right. the <laughs>
1: likelihood of you getting out of it though is probably pretty high the moment you say I host a true <laughs> crime podcast. Well,
0: I mean, I know this is probably exciting for mm-hmm. a lot of people. My mom would love to be I selected would love for to a be jury selected. and be on a jury, But I just like for me, it's an interruption mm-hmm. to my daily <laughs> like living of life. <laughs> making, you know, money that I can use. I mean, I'm not about just making money, but it's my livelihood. Right, 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 right. And um, I don't know. It's just like, this is the fourth time I'm kind of over it. I know. Is there like a max someone can hit? Maybe the problem is is I just need to get married and change my name. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then... Maybe I won't get summoned. I mean, even though you have to register your new name. But maybe I won't, won't with get the summoned. Accounting. I feel like that's it's true. this name. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. So any eligible bachelors, just slide in with your DMs. I oh, will um, probably
0: cut this whole thing out.
1: Make sure that you address it to Tiff. Thank you, and I will take care of that for you. You're welcome.
0: Oh, that's funny. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So I have that coming up in October, so... The next few weeks will be interesting because yes. they're very busy for us. So. Yeah, they are.
1: My other cousin on my dad's side,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, my cousin Rachel, another longtime listener, mm-hmm. she had a baby Yay. and I get to see it next weekend. I get to see it next weekend at my other cousin, our cousin, me and Rachel's cousin, uh, our t- cousin Taylor's wedding. Yeah. So my whole dad's side of the family is going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, and,
0: That'll be fun. Yeah. You'll have fun. to tell everyone hello.
1: I will. I will. So, all right. We are going to go back to our roots. We are. We We're doing started it. season 1. We started the show off with Outlaws, Famous Oklahoma Outlaws. And so this show, this episode, and actually the next episode because it's this ended be up partner. to being huge the two people we chose. I'm excited though. I am so excited. Um the two people that we are actually really the two couples we chose, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Uh, they just turned out to be have huge histories that we just felt necessary. Like we didn't even really talk about it. We just No, exactly.
0: It was like, oh, I'm doing this, and you're like, oh, I'm doing this, and then it turned out like "Hmm." Yeah.
1: Well, this isn't gonna work for us. So Jess is gonna go first. I am and tell me a story about some outlaws.
0: Okay. I'm excited to tell you this. So I am doing Flora Quick Mundus and Ernest the Killer Lewis.
1: Oh, Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no idea who they are. I only know who they are because they're predecessors to my... Right.
0: I honestly... Killing couple. I had read about her way back when I first read the um, 100 Outlaws of Oklahoma book that we have Mm -hmm. that we use all the time. But like I I didn't remember Mm -hmm. her, really, if that makes sense. Because there's so much in in that book. But so I... I didn't remember anything about her, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because this was honestly super interesting. But uh, anyway, getting into it, my sources really quick are Wild Women of the West, Flora Mundus by Chris Eines from cowgirlmagazine.com, Outlaw Tales of Oklahoma by Robert Barr-Smith, 100 Oklahoma Outlaws, Gangsters, and Lawmen by Dan Anderson and Lawrence Yawden. Flora Quick, a.k.a. Tom King by Marshall Trimble from TrueWestMagazine.com. Okay, so getting just getting into it. I'm going to talk about Flora mainly. There really isn't much about Ernest. Okay. Um, he has a cooler s- name, though. So I won't really talk about him much until later. So let's just go ahead and... Let's just go ahead and get into it. So, Flora Mundus was born Flora Quick in Holden, Missouri in Johnson County in 1875. Her father, Daniel Quick, was a wealthy rancher and a farmer. He was married twice and fathered 15 children. Goo. So, what happened was he, his first wife, I believe she died in, like, childbirth. Oh. And then he got remarried and had more children. I don't know how many was on each side. I didn't look into it that closely. Uh, Flora was the youngest daughter and was actually his favorite child. Oh. One source said that Flora possessed um, considerable talent. I don't know what kind of talent. Uh, maybe she was just really smart, clever. She was a clever person, so maybe she was just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. What talent they were talking about? Okay? Right. Okay. She was talented. All right. At the age of 14, her father enrolled her at Holden College, and it was a school for the arts, so maybe she was artsy. And this was also in Holden, Missouri. Flora wasn't even at school a month before she left and returned home. It was said that she didn't like being confined to a classroom, and she preferred instead to ride her horse around the family estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1890, Flores' father died. At this time, I believe she was 15. Okay. Uh, the 24,000 acre of land he owned, as well as uh, $13,000 in personal property. Oh, nice, nice, nice. in today's money, would be equal to about $437,000. Wow, nice. Um, this was divided up equally among his children So when he died, his assets, um, like I said, were divided among 10 out of the 15 children. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is because the other five children had already passed away before he had died. So I think they had died as children. Like, so I think they were, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so Daniel had named his oldest son executor of his holdings. And in addition to taking charge of his of the finances, he assumed responsibility for his siblings. No. This older brother, and it never really gave the name of the older brother, but this older brother decided to send his headstrong sister, Flora, <laughs> to a school in nearby uh, Sedal- Sedalia, I think is how you say it. And what he had hoped would happen was that while there, Flora would settle down and marry a man of good moral character um yeah that's exactly what she did right flora did the exact opposite oh rats yeah i guess she wouldn't be on this
1: episode (laughs) if that's what she did
0: right so one thing about flora was that she was considered to be beautiful she was an attractive clever and charming young lady and she was definitely she definitely will use this to her her advantage later um after a very brief stay at the school in sedalia flora dropped out and she married an older disreputable man by the Uh, name of aura mundus that was his name aura mundus Uh uh-huh that sounds like a bad pun well It could be. (laughs) That's
1: just my opinion. (laughs) And you know what opinions are like.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Flora's family and friends tried to warn her that he was no good and not trustworthy and that his only interest in her was her share of her father's estate. Of course, she didn't believe them. She thought Aura was exciting and handsome. You know, all the things. Well, (laughs) the couple, like I said, they were married. They had a very fast lifestyle. And by that, I mean they spent their evenings in Holden, visiting the saloons along the main road of town,
1: drinking and gambling.
0: Yep, they did this together. Okay. Drinking and gambling. Uh, This got old. Pretty fast for the couple. They quickly grew bored um, of this nightly routine, <laughs> so the newlyweds made the decision to take off on a hunting trip. This hunting trip lasted a year. Oh, when it's the like couple, a,
1: a British honeymoon almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where the, where all they went, but they were apparently gone for a year, and then when they came back, they went back to Holden. And this is what's kind of funny: they bragged to anyone who would stop and listen to them about their run-ins with the law and how the Indian nation feared them. And oh yeah, <laughs> by the Indian nation, they were talking about the Pawnee, Osage, Kiowa, and Arapaho nations. So, so all four of Indian those, territory, <laughs> all four of those nations apparently feared. The two of them. Okay. They warned the residents of Holden that they were, quote, bad, bad people oh. that they were not to be trifled with. <laughs> if you have to say that, then you're probably not that
1: bad. <laughs> I really want to, how, how does that conversation start? Oh, hey, we're just passing through. We're just passing through. Okay. Don't okay, mess that's with fine. us.
0: Don't mess with us. We are bad, bad people. Okay. <laughs> Um, fun fact—not kooky, but a fun fact. Oh, Uh the city marshal of Holden was not intimidated by the couple at all. I can't imagine why. In fact, <laughs> he took away their guns and strongly suggested that they yeah. leave town. Mm. <laughs> Just a short time later, Flora sold her share of the family estate, and her and Ori's, or Ori, Ori. <laughs> Her and Aura skedaddled out of town. Like they they left. Hmm. The couple ended up in Guthrie. You know, at this point it's a growing rail town. And this was in November of 1892. Flora was just 17 years old. Oh my goodness. And Aura was 30. Oh. And I mean, granted, I know times back then were different. But my niece is 17 years old, and honestly, I can't even begin to fathom her being married at this age. (laughs) Like, I just can't even, I can't even get it in my brain, you know? Anyway, again, the couple were living a fast lifestyle, gambling, drinking, purchasing fine clothes and fine horses until Flora's money ran out oh guess who made himself scarce when that happened oh i can't can't imagine aura why (laughs) well now desperate and penniless flora turned to prostitution oh this that is not a turn i believe i thought she was going to go down so during okay. during the day, Flora could be seen riding her horse through town, dressed in an equestrian costume that she had bought with her inheritance before it ran out. One newspaper described that outfit as follows. She dressed in green and black gowns and, quote, wore upon her head a black turban trimmed with a gold braid, which glistened brightly in the sun. Or Ooh. under the electric lights. Ooh. Fancy, right? Very fancy. So during her time in Guthrie, Flora became good friends with a madam and a gambler named Jesse Whitewings. Mm-hmm. And the pair then began to steal horses. They went to horse thief. When they weren't stealing, the pair was trading their services. For horses and money to acquire a place to keep their stolen livestock. They both Both. have services? Yes. Okay. So, okay, okay, okay. Now, now this is kooky. Flora's first uh, skirmish with the law had nothing to do with horse stealing or prostitution, shockingly enough. It had to do with a claim of assault against a prominent physician in the area. Oh. So, frustrated that this doctor declined her advances.
1: Flora, oh, oh the, doctor the doctor declined her. Okay. Was okay. like, okay. no,
0: thank you, ma'am. Okay. So, she was frustrated that her womanly wiles weren't working on him, and he said, no, thank you. <laughs> Flora. I'm
1: laughing. It's not funny.
0: (laughs) Flora falsely accused Dr. Jordan with attacking and trying to rape her. Oh, Oh my goodness. So Dr. Jordan was convinced that a jury would believe the teary-eyed, tawny, complicated beauty. So he decided to get the heck out of Dodge. Oh, geez. And flood the territory rather than go to court. Oh, my goodness. However, this backfired on Flora big time. Oh. This allegation caused irreparable damage to Flora's business. One source said that Flora had become a madam and began uh, running a quote-unquote boarding house at the intersection of 4th and Grant Streets for women only. So... Uh, essentially, okay, she okay. had her own brothel, is what okay, they're insinuating. Okay, okay, okay. So Just, she was essentially mean? running her own brothel. Well, I didn't put this in my notes. I I thought I did, but I didn't. And the reason why it did so much damage was because, um, sh- a lot of her clients decided, oh, if she did this to Doctor Jordan, what is she going to say about us? Right, so they exactly. wanted nothing to do with her. So good, it good. it like caused her to like, essentially lose money, like. Because nobody wanted to associate with her because they were afraid that she would um, spout these false allegations about them. During the spring of 1893, Flora brazenly started um, to steal multiple horses from hitching posts that were outside stores and from family farms and ranches. She would then take the stolen animals to her hideout. And any animal that had a brand on it was quickly rebranded and sold in an area called Hell's Fringe. Ooh. So, kooky fact. Kooky fact. Hell's Fringe was the imaginary border between Oklahoma Territory and Indian Territory. Mm -hmm. And I think it was named this by the early U.S. deputy marshals. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma lawmen didn't have jurisdiction in this area. Right. And they were forbidden to set foot in it. However, the federal marshals didn't have this hang up and could and yes. would yes. go and cross the border. Yes. And I've never actually heard it referred to as Hell's Fringe before. In fact, I didn't even know that it had a name.
1: I feel like I've heard that probably through reading and research that uh-huh. I did um this time last year. Because uh, I definitely remember them saying that, um, Oklahoma, like, U.S. Marshals mm-hmm. had to patrol the area. And I really, I thought maybe you had mentioned something similar to it when you were covering, what's his name? Uh, Bass Reeves, maybe. Oh, but maybe, see, I don't, I didn't but maybe I don't remember. I didn't remember, yeah. but
0: I could have.
1: I don't remember but either. I mean, like,
0: what a name, though. Right. I friend. Uh, I mean... Ooh, I wouldn't want to go there. (laughs) Right. A couple of well-known lawmen from Oklahoma City named Chris Madsen and Heck Thomas tracked a few hundred stolen animals to Flora's hideout in Canadian (laughs) County. Oh! And she was eventually arrested. So Flora had given herself the alias of Tom King. Oh. And she did this hoping to confuse... uh, the law by dressing in men's clothing and impersonating like a male bandit (laughs) (laughs) give and and i will say um kind of from here on out i will kind of refer to flora as tom yeah because that's what all the sources do interesting but yeah so she so she changed her name she started going by tom tom king and started dressing like like a male outlaw so given her rough appearance and the men's clothing she was wearing when she was arrested. The lawman had no clue that she was a woman. And they didn't suspect... It was like they didn't suspect a thing. Like, they didn't ex- suspect her to be a woman at all. From what I gathered. Yeah. <laughs> so... When Flora was apprehended, she told them that her name was Tom King. So she told them, I don't know if she changed her voice. I don't know if she Hello, a naturally. Hello, my name is Tom King. I don't know if she naturally had a husky voice. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like, how did she get away with this? Right. Anyway, in June of 1893, Tom King was thrown in jail alongside a man by the name Ooh. of Ernest Lewis. This is where I was thinking, God, oh, if she gets arrested,
1: how? Mm hmm long does it take before they figure out that she's not
0: a he? They eventually do. Okay. (laughs) So, kooky fact. Lewis was nicknamed the killer. Right. He was incarcerated for murder and suspicion of robbing a train. Okay. Well, Tom and Ernest become fast friends. And Ernest convinces Tom... Uh, that train robbery was the better <laughs> undertaking than stealing horses. Tom then agrees to help his new partner, well, help her new partner, I should say. Uh, to it, Help, help it's their gonna get, new partner. It's going to get confusing. Um, so Tom then agrees to help the, the new partner to escape the Oklahoma City jail and start concocting a plan to hold up a train.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: At this point, the lawmen are still kind of clueless that <laughs> to the fact that Tom is actually Flora. I'm not sure if Ernest knows at this point, but being in jail in a cell next to him. I, I feel I'm like sure, you have to notice. I'm and sh- right. I'm sure it would not go be to the easy to hide room. certain things. Yes. And um, but I think that the lawmen still didn't really. Yeah. Know. On June 27th, 1893, Tom revealed her true self to a persuadable guard. So now they know. Hey, big boy. Right. Exactly. One source said that Flora seduced the guard (laughs) and then locked him in her cell. Oh, good night. She then let Ernest out of his cell and the two took off on stolen horses. (laughs) Poetic. I'm telling you, man. The two made their way to a place called The Outlet, which one source described as a 68-mile wide strip of land south of the Oklahoma-Kansas border, and that the criminals immediately set their sights on robbing the Santa Fe Railway Train. Now, okay, side note here. The Outlet. Okay. When I first read that, I immediately was like, that sounds exactly like no man's land. Yes. So, I think, uh, I mean, I would, I don't want to say I assume, but it sounds like it's the same place, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, another source stated that the two bandits were anything but efficient in their chosen (laughs) criminal career path. (laughs) Well,
1: I can't imagine Just,
0: oh, oh, Tiff, just wait, okay. (laughs) Apparently, Flora and Tom decided to rob number 408, a passenger train that made a regular run between Red Rock and Wharton, which Wharton is now Perry. So Tom, AKA Flora hired a friend named Manville to help get the job done. Okay. At three 30 in the afternoon on June 29th, 1893, the trio went into action. Trouble was Tom and Ernest recruited a moron to hide on and stop the train recorded a moron. <laughs> recruited. Yep. The event was anything but successful. Okay. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. There's two different versions. Okay. Um. One source said that the inside man, Manville, <laughs> this is something I would do. Okay. <laughs> tripped over his dangling Knights of Pythia's sword as he started toward the conductor. Now, oh, why he had... Dangling!
1: A, that is not what I thought you said at first.
0: What do you think I said?
1: Dingling. Oh,
0: (laughs) well, he was a -a dingling, but he had a sword. This says he had a sword. Why? Anyway, I don't know. That's
1: interesting.
0: I don't know which one's actually correct. The second one sounds more plausible, but anyway, so he trips over to this dangling sword and um, he was quickly tackled and shackled by some of the passengers until Lawman. Heck Thomas, remember who arrested, yes, yes. was one of the ones who arrested Flora, yes. arrived and took him into custody. Um, <laughs> the source also described Manbell as wearing a hat that was so threadbare that his hair was actu- actually sticking out from most of it. Oh my His goodness. footwear were an old pair of worn out plow shoes and that he was immediately committed to an asylum in Illinois. Another source said that Manville was carrying a rifle in his coat. He boarded the train in Oklahoma City and hid himself in the smoking car. When the train reached Black Bear Creek between Red Rock and Wharton, Manville was, uh, was supposed to overpower the conductor and order him to stop the train. So Tom and Ernest were waiting there to board the train and then rob it. However, the conductor did not let the outlaw get the best of him. Okay? Oh my gosh. The conductor was able to get a hold of Manville's gun, taking oh it from him, goodness. and knocking Manville out in the process. So either way, like it was like a cluster flop all the way around, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that sounds like a circus. I. It, yeah, right? Manville was arrested, but not before singing like a canary and telling the whereabouts of Tom and Ernest. So when the train failed to stop, Tom and Ernest immediately realized that something had gone wrong. They made the decision to split up and go separate ways and then leave the area before law enforcement arrived. Ernest went in the direction of Colorado while Tom slash Flora stayed in Oklahoma. This one failed train robbery attempt was enough for Flora. Like, she was like, I'm I'm done. And she decided to just stick with what she knew, which was horse theft. The law did eventually catch up to Ernest Lewis in Bartlesville in, um, in Indian Territory, where he had been running a saloon in addition to running his mouth.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. These people.
0: So, it's... That's kind of where their little relationship ends. It seems like it was very short, yeah. besides being cohorts and jail, But um, two deputy marshals came upon Lewis on November 16th, 1907, the day Oklahoma became a state.
1: Oh my gosh. Unfortunately. So there were other things going on besides just Everyone was day.
0: celebrating. Right. Uh-huh. Except for Lewis. <sighs> Unfortunately, uh, for Lewis, he didn't get to celebrate Oklahoma's statehood much. Uh, he got into an altercation with the deputy marshals, Fred Keeler and George Williams, and Lewis was shot and killed. So, dun dun dun. That's what he. That's what happened to good old Ernest the Killer Lewis. The end for the him. End. So authorities searched all over Oklahoma Territory for Tom King, on July twelfth, eighteen ninety-three deputy rowbacker of guthrie spotted the wanted horse thief at a livery stable in town she was sitting on top her horse um talking to a few men around her completely oblivious that uh to the fact that she was recognized by a lawman right she was then arrested and taken to the same jail that she had escaped from Um, my goodness just like a month before not even a month before my goodness now this I will say this girl was clever. <laughs> like not even a month later on August 8, 1893, Tom broke out of jail again and fled to the town of Yukon, which is just about 20 miles west of Oklahoma. City. Right. Right. So the Cedar Rapids Evening Gazette reported on September 26, 1893. And this is what they wrote. "Quote: The chase after King was marked by two incidents, one tragic and the other sensational." In the darkness, two parties of searchers mistook each other for horse thieves and opened fire with Winchesters. Oh, my goodness. Will Fightmaster, son of the sheriff, was killed. Another party of deputies discovered a young woman in male attire in company with a young man in a secluded spot in the woods. They thought, of course, they had caught Tom King, but this young woman turned out to be a well-known railroad man's wife out for a lark. Oh, given some tea. Uh, Tom was eventually recaptured and taken back to Oklahoma City. This time, the jailer wasn't taking any chances (laughs) and locked her into a still cage. Oh, Oh, so once again, her stay was only for a brief short time. Law enforcement agents in Canadian County demanded Tom be turned over to them to be tried for horse theft. Our two favorite deputy marshals, Chris Matt, and Heck Thomas, loaded Tom and several other prisoners onto a wagon and transported them across Oklahoma to El Reno. Surprise, surprise! Guess who managed to break out of jail for a third time?
1: That's oh, right. Oh, I
0: don't know. Little, little Miss Horse Thief. This happened on December 5th, 1893. I'm telling you, it was like.
1: At some point, do you just say, you know, we gave it the college try. <laughs>
0: right.
1: it, let's move on. Let's to someone just else. go. We got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. Right. I know. But I know, I know, stealing horses and cows back then, that was a hanging offense. That
0: yeah, was, it really was. So. She's lucky she didn't meet up with Judge. Parker. She's lucky she's
1: on was on the west side of the state and not right. the east side of the state.
0: Exactly. So once again, the headline across the top of the December 8th, 1893 issue of the Cedar Rapids Evening Gazette read Tom King, the romantic horse thief, breaks El Reno jail in her third escape. She is bound to make a record. She is bound <laughs> to make a record. So, okay, I have to read this to you. Just listen well to what this article said about her. <laughs> It seems there is no gel that can hold her, even the Oklahoma City gel, which is considered the strongest in the territory, yielded before her magic art. She is very cunning and clever. The vigilant officers usually get her, but getting her does not seem to be uh, of much effect in curing the mania with which she is inflicted. She finds the same delight in horse-stealing as other women would in reading novels or playing croquet. It is her ambition to be the most famous horse thief of her generation, and already she has taken more of them than any man in the history of the Southwest. I just love how they used to write. I it's was so, exactly like, about to say, I was like, wow, just descriptive and flow,
1: like flowery, like 1900, you know, 1900s <laughs> authors could really paint a picture. They
0: really good.
1: Really paint. Um, I mean, there's no question. None whatsoever. Yeah.
0: They make everything sound so much like better. Right, I, I right, mean, right. as in like um it's like flowers. make a bad situation like they make it sound like oh, it's just another yes, sunny afternoon <laughs>
1: with a horse thief.
0: <laughs> so, during the search for good old Tom's uh, recapture in the winter of 1893, a pack of bloodhounds were actually brought in to aid in the search. They're bringing out the big guns. Mhm. Tom managed to evade All but one of the dogs. (laughs) The dog followed her all across southern Canadian and Wichita counties to a spot near the um, Kiowa, Comanche, Apache reservation. uh, The reservation line. At one point, she was able to gain the upper hand over the dog and prevent it from following her again. So on December 17, 1893, the Guthrie leader reported that um, the hound had been shot at close range. (gasps) tell me his dog was going to die. I know. I'm sorry. It was reported that next to where the dog lay was a piece of scotch tweed of an irregular shape and about the size um, of the sole of a man's shoe. It was said to be a piece of men's clothing that matched Tom King's that she was allowed to wear in jail. And this was proof to the lawman that the hound had actually caught up to King close enough to catch her pant leg and tear the right tear it from her body so now we have some conflicting information we have some conflicting stories first one between january and august of 1894 tom kept a low profile rumors were being flung around that she had actually started her own gang and was crisscrossing all over oklahoma committing various crimes Um, This was circulated amongst law enforcement officers in Guthrie and Oklahoma City. One of the men suspected of partnering with Tom in a series of horse thefts around Tecumseh, Oklahoma, was Bill Dalton. Bill Dalton was a bank robber and brother of... (laughs) (laughs) So we can believe what he says, Right. Um, Bill Dalton was a bank robber and brother of Grayton, Bob, and Emmett Dalton. Dalton of the famous Dalton gang, which I'm sure we're going to cover at some point. Yes. According to the San Antonio daily light on August 16th, 1894, Bill Dalton participated in a poker game where he put up Tom's prized horse as a bet. Oh my goodness. And this incident happened as follows. Um, This is what they reported. So Flora Mundus alias Tom King's career as a horse thief ended with her arrest on August 7th, 1894 in Fredonia, Kansas. She was extradited to Canadian County, Oklahoma, and a trial was set. She was visibly pregnant when she went before the judge, and although convicted of stealing horses, he did not sentence her to serve any time in jail. King was released on bail and left the territory. Are you serious? So here's the second story. There's some speculation that in 1891, Bob Dalton from the Dalton gang had a mistress and shared a quote unquote love nest with eugenia Moore. eugenia was the mysterious lady supposed to be bob dalton's lover and was said to have acted as a spy when the dalton gang started robbing trains she would ride up and down the railroad between texas and kansas Mm -hmm. sweet talking and seducing station or station agents and eavesdropping on the telegraph waiting for any news on money shipments so you're probably wondering why I'm bringing up a woman named Eugenia, who was an outlaw's mistress. Well, folks, Eugenia might have been an alias used by Flora Quick, Mundus, Tom King. Well, who was a known horse thief and who dressed like a man and went by the name Tom King. So now all of this is speculation, of course. She could have been Bob Dalton's mistress. She may have even rode with the Dalton gang on their train robberies. There's no evidence saying for sure it was Flora Quick. It's just speculation. Third story. Another account said that all the Tom King foolery finally caught up with Flora. Some speculated whether her previous quote-unquote jailbreaks were actually jailbreaks, and not just Flora, who is uniquely aware of her carnal agility, we'll say, Ooh. as one source put it. In and- the
1: episode.
0: <laughs> you didn't know what you got into, did you? <laughs> um, and that she used her feminine wiles to convince jailers into releasing them, claiming they had, you know, escaped, and I'm using quotation marks, instead. And um, they're referring to, like, Tom King and her cohorts that she... Helped, yeah, break out of jail. Um, after one arrest in 1894, Flora became pregnant due to either the embarrassment of her claims that it was a jailer at the prison who got her pregnant, or simply the expand or the expense of um, and the trouble of having a prisoner deliver a baby in jail. The expectant cross-dressing, horse stealing, train robbing, <laughs> promiscuous Flora Quickmundus <laughs> <laughs> slash Tom King was released. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my goodness. There are so many speculations about Flora Quigmundus. Her Tom? email
1: signature would be enormous.
0: Oh, I mean, it's it's like it's just crazy. It's like even today there's just so much speculation. So some think that she was the sixth man of the Dalton gang. She was attractive and was a real charmer. So it would be no surprise if it if she was Bob Dalton's sweetheart, like any, oh, of, the, any yeah. of the Dalton gangs. Um, as mentioned earlier, it was rumored that her real name may have been Eugenia Moore. And to further complicate matters, <laughs> another persistent rumor is that she wasn't any of those people, but was actually Emmett Dalton's future wife, Julia Johnson. I'm telling you, this lady has all the aliases. Oh, my goodness. So um, Flora's disappearance from this earth is just as puzzling and confusing as her true identity some people said that after flora became pregnant she moved to tombstone arizona where she was shot and killed oh. while committing a holdup dressed as a man and calling herself tom king
1: okay, okay 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 she's pregnant and then she's holding people up dressed as a man i
0: feel like well i don't I mean... I guess we don't know how pregnant she was. I don't know how pregnant or if she was not pregnant at this point, but she yeah. left Oklahoma while she was pregnant and left. Okay. I don't know the time frame. Oklahoma lawman Heck Thomas believed that Flora was killed in an attempted bank robbery in Southern Arizona. Thomas told a reporter for the Guthrie Daily Leader that the description and the measurements of the outlaw shot at the scene of the crime matched those... Um, of the infamous Tom King. Now, she was also said she was like I think she was very short pretty short of stature and she was kind of petite but she had curves and all the things. So like I think she had a very specific um profile. Profile yeah. that I like it wasn't like any other yeah, you know, whatever, but um
1: I'm, I'm a- surprised there aren't pictures. I know. Because, you know, during that time to prove that these outlaws were dead, they often photographed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that I mean, was it's... that was a practice that happened well into the nineteen fifties. Right. Well
0: so. but when you're like have like fifty million names. That's, true. That's uh, true. I mean there's just no telling. Um another source has Flora quitting the outlaw life altogether and settling down to a nice quiet life as a housewife. <laughs> you imagine <mentioned> her <laughs> some thought she had been killed in Wichita, Kansas in eighteen ninety three during a holdup there, and some think that she may have fallen victim not to a bullet, but to cancer, dying at Silver City, New Mexico, in 1892. The last that anyone heard from Tom King, Tom King was late April 1896. Oklahoma City attorney D.C. Lewis, one of Tom King's friends, received a letter from her that stated she was headed west by train. She promised to visit Lewis around Christmas, but never showed up. The most common scenario is that Flora headed west to Arizona and ended up in the rowdy mining town of Clifton, where she took up with a Chinese man and began calling herself China Dot. She grew tired of him and hooked up with a man named Bill Garland. In late January 1903, the two were high on opium, and quarreling when he shot her four times, then took his own life. And I think a lot of people believe that that scenario. Um, What actually happened to Tom King and her child and how she finished her wild, crazy life still remains a mystery. Even to this day, no one actually really knows. Uh, She left a tangle of fact and fable (laughs) regarding, her world, which continues to plague the minds of some historians today. Historians. And, like, her child
1: never surfaced.
0: I mean. uh, Not potential.
1: uh, Maybe not even knowing who he was or who his mother was.
0: Right. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's absolutely no telling, like, if she she could have lost the baby, she could have, the child could have died early in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could have survived and gone on and done other things. Like, there's just no telling what happened. Right, right, okay. Um. One writer put it as follows Flo, or Tom King, was quite a character, and the West was a little less wild when she finished her earthly race. Well, I don't know about that at so <laughs> That is Flora Quick Mundus, Tom King, China Dot, Eugenia Moore, Julia Johnson, <laughs> Flo. <laughs> good story. Good story. <laughs> Wow, I mean, she had a crazy
1: life. That's, that's for sure. yeah, that's that is wow. Um, what's a twist and turns? Like I was like, right. I was not prepared for this to happen,
0: right? Um, but yeah, wow. I, so I mean, like like her and her and Ernest. It didn't seem like they were really together very long. They just happened right. to be like next to each other in a cell and then escaped together and How attempted wild that to. Too? Rob a train and it didn't work out. So um, it's just interesting how some people, which we'll probably get into when you do yours, but like (laughs) how they, I don't know if idolize is is the right word or. uh.
1: They're they're definitely
0: romanticized. So it's just interesting to me because it really wasn't.
1: I mean, honestly, she wasn't all that violent.
0: No, Um, I mean, I didn't really. I
1: mean, there was a few like tiffs and tuffles. You know, it was here and there. But she was stuff. mostly just jacking horses. so yeah. And getting out of it. But And Exactly. Getting out of it and escaping. Using persuasive and manners. <laughs> it just, you know, and you think during that time period and even into like the 20, the 1920s and 1930s, you know, people who were also romanticized like that, mm-hmm. they were rather violent. Mm-hmm. And even early outlaws, like the Doolin Dalton gang Mm -hmm. and even Jesse James and, you know, we've got into the star family. Yeah. They were violent as well. Yeah. And she really isn't violent, but. Well,
0: um, and what's interesting is there's so many, like, it's like, yeah, they know certain things, horse stuff. They know for sure. Yeah. But like, she may or may not have been with the Dalton gang. They don't actually know. Yeah. And, so it's just it's interesting. which is interesting
1: too because and
0: I think that's what makes her more yeah more fascinating is because
1: well during that same time period that the Doolin Dalton game was hiding out in Oklahoma they were associated with the Star family mm-hmm. as well so she very
0: I mean I mean she she I'm not saying she didn't yeah exactly. she very well could have
1: you would think she would have probably learned from the Queen of the Outlaws herself yeah um so wow I mean. That's one heck of a life though. <laughs> for real.
0: Not quite what you expected, right?
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. So uh, we hope that you stay tuned and join us next week.
0: Yeah, for part for two for part
1: two of our outlaws. Mine mine is a very mine are very famous. Mine yes. are very famous. So we just will focus a lot on their lives and some of their Oklahoma, them being in Oklahoma. But yeah, um, everything stayed the same. Please rate Review and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Amazon and Google. We are also very active on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter pages or X. Do we call it X or Twitter now? I'm, I have sure. no idea. But yeah, it's at OK on all of them. And if you would like to reach out to us, uh, you know, you can DM us through any of our social medias or even email us at okay at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. If you'd like to keep the spooky and kooky going, we encourage you subscribe to our Patreon page for ad-free content. And Jess, tell them what to keep it.
0: Keep it kooky and spooky. Bye. Bye.